is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Also, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash districtsentinel. Five bucks a month. You can help support our news co-op, get access to all the content we put out, and... You get your own haiku written for you and read on air. We're going to read some poetry later on. Technically not in piss town today. That's true. We are uh, just across the border. Across the border on the bathroom floor where the piss has sprinkled (laughs) onto the floor, Bethesda, Maryland. Yes. We are literally in the doghouse. Yes. Yes. Sam Sachs is dog sitting. That's true. Uh, there are two additional mammals joining us today, two little puppers. So uh, four mammals, one newscast. Let's get this started. We've got a first major endorsement here, or one of the first major endorsements. The Working Families Party trying to keep their losing streak together, I guess. Uh, they previously endorsed Joe Crowley over AOC. They've now endorsed Elizabeth Warren over Bernie Sanders. Uh, that coming out on Monday. This is an organization also that endorsed uh, Cuomo over Zephyr Teachout a few years ago. Um, so despite it ostensibly being a more progressive party compared to the Democrats, uh, still uh, doing some work for some neo-libs here. My understanding of the Working Families Party as an organization is it basically exists in new in the state of new york to give a left-wing branding to all the same shitty stuff that the democratic party always does well it's doing an excellent job here it, it could have <laughs> I, I guess it could have done worse and endorsed someone like joe biden but again yeah. uh we talk about how the bar is often set too low and uh, that's that's another example yeah i mean the working families party is is definitely uh I mean, it's an endorsement worth having. If I was Bernie, I'd be happy with my United Electrical Workers endorsement, uh, an actual strong labor union. So an update on the uh, 9-11 suit we've been talking about over the past few days. Uh, we mentioned it on a show last week on the 9-11 anniversary and figured we'd keep up with this thing. Uh, the Justice Department says it will reveal the name of the uh, Saudi guy, the Saudi official, alleged Saudi official whose name was redacted. But according to the BBC, this might only be done to lawyers, perhaps under seal. It's unclear if this thing will ever become public, but it's especially pertinent today with some of the news about Saudi Arabia, which we will get into later in the show. In fact, let's get into it right now. It's Monday, September 16th, 2019. Here's the news. Right now, indeed, a Saudi oil refinery was attacked over the weekend in an apparent response from Houthi forces in Yemen, who claimed responsibility. The Gulf monarchy was targeted amid its ongoing brutal invasion of Yemen. There were no casualties. Oil prices were up about 10% on global markets this morning. President Trump responded by accusing Iran of being behind the attack. In a series of tweets, he threatened military action, said Iran lied about the recent downing of a U.S. drone in its airspace, and said he was, quote, locked and loaded. Trump also denied recent reports he was, quote, willing to meet with Iran, no conditions. He also claimed the U.S. didn't depend on Saudi oil anymore, but, quote, will help our allies. 
At one point, the president sent out a tweet that just said, plenty of oil in all caps exclamation point. As people have noted on Twitter, evidence that the president doesn't dry jack. (laughs) Saudi officials claim that the weapons used in the attack were made by Iran and said they weren't even launched from Yemen. It's possible they're lying about that, though, at least the location, because they're embarrassed of getting owned so hard. But even if every word of what they claim is true, who honestly gives a fuck? Since 2015, a Saudi-led coalition has been committing one war crime after the next in Yemen after intervening in response to political instability there. Earlier this year, the United Nations said 100 Yemeni civilians die every week or have died every week since the fighting started. A research group called the Armed Conflict and Location Event Data Project said that 11,000 civilians have been killed in the fighting, 8,000 of which directly were killed by Saudi-led coalitions. Another aid group called Save the Children has estimated that malnutrition caused by coalition starvation tactics has killed up to 85,000 kids. It's the sort of thing that makes you want to change your Twitter name to Tanky, but for Iran. We've made it clear on this show we're Team Iran. Team Iran. Of course, this conflict didn't start under the Trump administration. The Obama administration rushed to offer the Saudi-led coalition intelligence and logistics support immediately after they invaded Yemen, with crucial noteworthy support from the United Arab Emirates. True to that legacy, here was Democrat Senator Chris Coons with this to say about the situation this morning on Fox News. That the president will consult uh, with his generals, his diplomats, his advisors, will look hard at the intelligence. Iran is one of the the most dangerous um, state sponsors of terrorism. Um, This may well be the thing that calls for military action against Iran, if that's what the intelligence supports. Fuck this guy, dude. Honestly, what? who wakes up in the morning and gets involved in, in politics to be like, you know what? Yeah, we need to stand up for the Saudi monarchy amid its fucking genocidal war in Yemen. Yeah. You know who probably wouldn't side with the uh, Saudi monarchy in bringing us to war? Christine O'Donnell, <laughs> who Chris Coons beat the I'm not a witch woman, who is awful. <laughs> she probably would have, actually. Yeah, definitely she would have. Thankfully, many Democrats do not agree with this hackish sociopathic nonsense from Chris Coons. Many of his colleagues, even those not running for president, attacked Trump for being too close to the Saudi monarchy. Senator Brian Schatz, for example, who we have pointed out when he says shitty things, he had a decent take. He tweeted, there is no imminent threat to the country, and that, quote, oil supplies are important, but we can figure out our energy picture without going to war. He added, maybe if we figure out our energy picture, we will have less war. It's a half-decent take. Moving on, there's a labor strike in America to report on. At midnight last night, upwards of 50,000 auto workers organized under the UAW declared a strike against General Motors. The nationwide labor action grinds GM auto production to a halt. Workers had hoped to avoid the strike, but negotiations over a new labor contract with General Motors hit the wall over the weekend. Workers are demanding higher wages and more cost-sharing with their health care plans, which really is example A in how single-payer actually strengthens 
union bargaining, you have dipshit centrists like Joe Biden cite nice health care plans that workers get as evidence of why we shouldn't move to single payer. Well, if they didn't have to negotiate those nice health care plans, they could just negotiate their wages. Also, if they weren't afraid of losing their health care for going on strike, I think workers would be a lot more militant in this country, too. Yep. UAW workers also want commitments from the company to not shutter a handful of production plants in the U.S., Still at an impasse on Sunday, roughly 200 leaders within the UAW voted to authorize the strike. It was unanimous. Negotiations will continue while workers strike. General Motors made $8 billion in profits last year. The strike will likely cost the company hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on how long it goes on for. Maybe just pay your workers instead, dummies. Workers do have the support of Democrats on the campaign trail, including from centrists like Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris. Senator Elizabeth Warren tweeted out, quote, Auto workers deserve good wages, comprehensive benefits, and economic security. I stand with the UAW as they strike to get what they deserve and urge GM to come to the table and negotiate in good faith. Senator Bernie Sanders also weighed in, saying he was proud to support the UAW workers who are standing up to the greed of General Motors. He added, quote, Our message to GM is a simple one. End the greed. Sit down with the UAW and work out an agreement that treats your workers with the respect and the dignity they deserve. Today's labor action marks the first auto worker strike in more than a decade. Could be a sign of things to come. Nice to see the presidential candidates speak out for the UAW workers. To throw back to an earlier story, maybe they should speak out for the Houthis too. <laughs> the maker of Oxy- Houthis are workers. <laughs> You're goddamn right they are. Doing, doing more to fight, as someone pointed out on Twitter, doing more to fight clam- climate change than Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> That's true. The maker of OxyContin filed for bankruptcy last night. Purdue Pharma made the move days after announcing a settlement with state and local officials claiming the company is liable for the spread of opioid addiction. According to news reports, the deal could end up costing the company $12 billion dollars. USA Today said $3 billion of that could come from Purdue's owners, the Sackler family. Bankruptcy filings might not save either the Sacklers or Purdue from further legal trouble, however. The Associated Press noted that about half of state attorneys general have not agreed to the recent settlement. Several of them plan to, quote, continue litigation in other courts against members of the Sackler family. One of those states is New York, which last Friday accused the Sackler family of trying to hide a billion dollars The state said family members concealed the money as it became increasingly clear they would be held liable for downplaying the addiction risk of OxyContin. The AP said officials discovered the money by examining wire transfers from Sackler-controlled entities. Some of the accounts were offshore, meaning the money might never come back. It's about to ask, how do you even hide a billion dollars? That's that's scratching the surface there. I guess when you're one of the wealthiest families in the country... You can hire someone to figure out for you how you can hide a billion dollars or hide, uh, uh, sorry, or hire a number of people who can figure out how to hide smaller amounts. Yeah. Accumulatively, you are hiding a billion dollars. It's under the floorboards. <laughs> just, I just burying it in the garden like uh, all those conservatives trying to hide their AR 15s by dismantling it and putting individual pieces (laughs) in separate flower pots throughout the garden. Last year, the New York Times reported that Justice Department officials last decade were considering criminal charges for Purdue executives. 
We found that internal company documents used words like street value, crush, and snort. According to the Times, however, the move toward a criminal indictment was stopped by, quote, top Justice Department officials in the George W. Bush administration. Good shit. We are a pharmaceutical company that knows all the street lingo for our (laughs) drugs. Talks about how you can snort our products. Look, I'm not totally tra- above board here. I'm not trying to pass judgment on uh, people who snort and crush uh, opioids and uh, talk about it in terms of street value. It just would be nice if laws were applied evenly. Yeah. Finally, it's only happened one time in U.S. history, but leading Democrats are calling for it to happen again: the impeachment of U.S. Supreme Court justice. Over the weekend, the New York Times published new allegations against Justice Brett Kavanaugh that also appear to corroborate past allegations of sexual assault. Times published an excerpt from a book revealing that a former classmate of Kavanaugh's distinctly remembers seeing the judge expose himself and push his genitals toward a woman's face without her consent. The woman did not corroborate the story with the Times, but the allegations line up with other allegations made by women against Kavanaugh back when he was in school. In response to the story, there are renewed calls for Kavanaugh's impeachment, both in Congress and on the campaign trail. Representative AOC tweeted out that Kavanaugh must be impeached. Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Julian Castro, and Bernie Sanders also called for impeachment. Worth noting, Joe Biden called for another investigation into Kavanaugh, but stopped short of calling for impeachment. As you'd expect, Republicans are rallying to protect their creep judge. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Ronna McDaniel, the head of the RNC, called the charges against Kavanaugh baseless. And President Trump tweeted out that Kavanaugh should sue the Times for libel, which I can promise you will not be happening. The last time a Supreme Court justice was impeached was Samuel Chase in 1805. He was eventually acquitted of all charges by the Senate and allowed to stay on the bench. Why, why don't you think Kavanaugh would sue the Times? Is that because truth... he's afraid of discovery? <laughs> yeah, well, also truth is, is a good defense yeah. against libel. It's also yeah. the sort of, like, it's a sort of libel case where if you're the New York Times, you would love it. It's not like getting sued by Hulk Hogan over a sex tape. It, yeah. would, it would be the trial of the century. I yeah. bet New York Times general counsel is praying that shit happens. <laughs> Definitely. All right, that is the newscast for today. Before we go, we have some haiku to read to our new subscribers over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. This is for Andrew. Rich people threaten to move if they pay more tax like it's a bad thing. Thank you, Andrew. That I mean, that's like, that's like, thing. yeah, it's like step one to taking their property is, <laughs> is making them willingly move. <laughs> This next one is for Wampage. Time to go to war at behest of the Saudis. Help us, QAnon. <laughs> Thank you, Wampage. Indeed, if Q is out there, now would be a good time to, uh, to come up with some choice revelations here. <laughs> Finally, this is for Robin. An anxious doggo needs some heckin' pupper pills. One for Dog Dad, two. Thank you, Robin. I'll take three, actually. Thanks. Thanks to Robin. Thanks to all the new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. 
The show ends right now. Thank you for listening. If you're a subscriber, thank you for subscribing. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on tomorrow's show. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be.